0: Guide us now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we've been asking ourselves during the the season of Advent, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? I remember being young. And it's, it's a season of life of of waiting of waiting it seems like all the time especially this time of year for christmas i remember the anticipation the anticipation for everything that would come of 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 opening the presents on christmas day even just coming down the stairs and seeing what might be out there and and just waiting for that and you could almost taste it in in waiting but in being young, I always felt like I was waiting, waiting for whatever that next thing would be, that thing that would make me especially feel grown up. I remember waiting to, to learn how to drive, or waiting for school to be done, either for the summer or for graduating, graduating high school, graduating college, I remember waiting to to get jobs and and feel like I I could be out on my own or or have relationships and ultimately get married and having more and more responsibility in life and and maybe feeling a little more grown up and always waiting for that. But there was one moment I, I remember where I felt more grown up than maybe ever any other time. And, and having all that weight and responsibility of life, we had our first child, and most of the experience of that is kind of a whirlwind of all these things happening around me. But but then there was the moment where the nurse came with a clipboard and and a pen in her hand and asked me what name. Where we going to give to our little girl? Her name is Anne, with an E, just like my sister. It's it's this question of what are we waiting for that we pick up the story of Joseph? See him as uh, we see we can see him as somebody who's engaged to be married. He's expecting to get married and to live a life with his young wife. And then he finds out she's pregnant. And, and so he is changing his plans. And he's going to let her quietly go, not to shame her. And, he, and he's trying to put the pieces together um, for, for a different life ahead. I'm trying to figure out what, what now? What am, what am I going to be waiting for now? And then in what must have been a, a very vivid dream, an angel shows up. The angel changes everything. He he changes everything for Joseph. Ultimately, he changes everything for all of us. Whenever God shows up, whenever God or an angel shows up, they shake things up. Uh, They change what it is we are waiting for to happen. Whatever we have as expectations. Expectations. These visitor, visitors, they, they either come to save the day or, or just to create problems. And in some regards, this angel, he's doing both of those things. Because now he's, he's saving the situation with Mary and, and Joseph and he's saving their marriage, but he's creating problems. He's creating a whole new path for Joseph's plans. He's he's got a whole new path ahead of him. Now, Joseph is going to end up on an adventure to Bethlehem and a birth story that is the most famous that has ever been known. And and soon, his little family is going to end up fleeing to Egypt for a few years because the governor starts coming after him. Whole new path ahead of him. But... But Joseph lets it all happen because it turns out he's not going to be the one to name this child. The real father is. In the naming of this child, we see who is doing these things and what is God's plan for this child and for and for Joseph and Mary. This passage is about naming this child who named the child and what that name means who names the child the one who who gives names to someone has authority over him or her or it in creation God had Adam name the animals showing Adams stewardship and authority over them but but even think of the schoolyard Uh, who gives out the nicknames And and that person, that person's the one who's really in charge. Your identity belongs to him or her. The person who does the naming has the responsibility for and the, the authority over the one they name. We are the ones who give names to our children because they are ours. We're responsible for them coming into the world And will be responsible for their well-being. And have a huge impact on their identity in the world. In the ancient world, naming was the father's responsibility. And it wasn't just that the child would belong to the parents. That child carried the identity, the the parent's position and, and place in the world throughout their lives. The Think of it, last names. We we carry the weight even here, to some degree. Here, our last names identify us by our life, with our connection with our parents and our family. Growing up in my hometown, the most fancy house and property that was visible for all to see was on three prime lots in, in an island right in the middle of the harbor and it was owned by one of the wealthiest persons in the country. And he was the heir behind Home Savings and Loan, and his name was Howard Amundsen. And so through my youth, when Howard's wealth was very prominent in Newport Beach, I would look in people's eyes as I introduced myself as Eric Amundsen. And I'd look to see if they made this connection. And and then I decided, if I wanted to clarify to them, that I'm not that Amundsen. In the ancient world, your family name carried your identity, your place in the world, whether you were a prince or a pauper, whether you were an aristocrat or a common person. We don't do this nearly as much anymore. Our identity is not nearly so much through our family connections to that degree. Now we are charged with the mandate to go and make a name for ourselves, figure out who we are, all on our own. And, and we're not given hardly any parameters. We find our identity by, by other means. Many people get their identity through their work we identify ourselves by what we do i'm a salesman or a firefighter or a soldier or a pastor and and those identifications they they give us a meaning and a place in the world or sometimes it can be who we're with our relationships this or that person gives us our identity i i know this person i'm with that person or even a group being a member of a group makes us something those are those are Two big ones of past generations. But the times, they're changing rapidly. And, and there are other means of self-identification nowadays happening in our world. Just get on a crowd or on a bus and everyone is looking at their phones. And, and social media has become a significant means of self-identity. Our, our brand online becomes an identity. I'm Rev Eric online. We people are choosing their sexual identities or their political affiliations and they and and these become having almost religious significance for people and their identity because they define themselves through these things, define what they care about and who they do not like and who they do like and what news they'll be listening to or what truth we'll believe. All of these are means of making a name for ourselves in this world. In our passage, though, we have a different picture. Joseph is told that he is not going to be the one to name the child. Even though he'll raise the child as his own, he's not the father. This child is the son of the Most High, of God the Father. This is about who this child is. This child carries the identity and the authority of the father, not, not just of Joseph's authority in, in place, but father The Father God is carried through to this child. Now, this one has all authority in heaven and earth. He is the King, the King of all, the Creator and Lord of everything. He is Emmanuel, God with us. This passage is about who Jesus is because of whose he is. God named this child. But it's also not just about who names him, it's not just about his last name, it's about the meaning of his first name. They will call him Jesus Yeshua in Hebrew, Yesu in Greek, Jesus in English. It's it's Jesus when we translate it from the Greek. The English translation of the Hebrew, Yeshua, is actually Joshua. In Hebrew, it breaks down like this: Ya, Shua. Ya Ye is God. And Shua is saves. God, the meaning of Jesus' name literally is the Savior from God. This is the promised one who will save the people. This is The plan for Jesus' life. His first name gives him the content of his life. His plan, his purpose. He is the Savior. So his last name gives him his identity and place in the world. And his first name gives him his purpose. Okay, so back to the story. Can you imagine... Can you imagine the shock Joseph experienced waking up from this dream? Everything he expected in his life when he went to bed is changed. He has marriage plans now, and he's going to raise a son. Those are big changes for anyone, but more than that, this son that he'll raise, he knows from the beginning who this child is. Michael Card, uh, a Christian songwriter and, and frankly, a scholar, uh, wrote a beautiful song called Joseph's Song. And he writes of Joseph's, from Joseph's perspective of his experience. How could it be, this baby in my arms, sleeping now so peacefully? The Son of God, the angel said. How could it be? Lord, I know he's not my own, not of my flesh, not of my bone. Still, Father, let this baby be the son of my love. Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small, his face and hands so fair. And when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear. But when he laughs, it shines again. How could it be? This this passage is first and foremost about who this child is. So that Joseph would know and take Mary as his wife so that all of us would know and take Jesus as our Lord. And this gospel begins with his name. Who gives it to him and the content of what it is. But it's also about us. It's also about us. For this is the one who came to save us. He does does that By giving us a new name. Through the work of his life and death and resurrection. We are adopted as fellow heirs of the kingdom of heaven. We are reborn to a new name. Given to us by Jesus and the heavenly father. The name gives us our identity in this world. Because it comes From him. And now each one of us is given a purpose and a plan from God. Through the gifts he gives us and the call he makes upon us. To fulfill a purpose and a plan in his kingdom. As much as we work to give ourselves a name through what we do or who we're with, none of those things will provide for us the connection and the identity and the purpose that will satisfy the longing of our hearts for those things the way the name that God gives each of us will. Jesus, the Father and Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, God, three in one, is our Creator, and He gives us who we are and what we do. And rather than being constraining and limiting, it means we are heirs of the kingdom of God with Jesus. That is so much more than any name we can make for ourselves. It's not just Joseph who is in awe of greeting this child when we know who it is. We are in awe as well. For we know this child is our Savior, the one who gives us our identities and names us as his own. Let's pray. Jesus, we belong to you. We are the children of God. And we are so grateful to be yours. God, in a world where we strive so hard to make a name for ourselves. Or so hard to live up to a name that's been given to us by parents. Lord, help us find ourselves in you in Your love, in Your grace that names us through the work of Your Son, His life, His death, and His resurrection so that we have new names, new identities, new purposes that come from You and are where true satisfaction and where our salvation lies. Lord, thank You for Your love. Thank you for your son. May we see this word and know not just who he is, but who we are as well. Lord, we thank you and praise you in the blessed name of Jesus our Lord. Amen and amen.